This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have... A whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Welcome to Random Movie Generator with myself, David L. and David Edwards. Here we go. I was on the spot then. I was supposed to remember my name for a second. I was like, don't trip on the first hurdle. I'm doing... But you did. I did. I did trip. I've got myself back up. Chariots of Fire style. Chariots of Fire. Yeah, I've never seen that. Chariots of Fire. It's one of those films where it's like, I think I have seen it. But it's, it's so many times it's appeared in documentaries and referred to or parodied in, like, parodied in TV commercials. Do you think, have I actually watched that film all the way through? Or well, I... maybe Mandy will select it for you today. Who knows what's around that random generating corner? The yeah, randomness could you explain to the audience who haven't listened to this podcast, what's it about, David? This podcast, the very heart and centre and soul of it, obviously there's some movie pitter-patter chitter-chatter, some film reviews and um, bits and bobs here and there, and news and movie recommendations. There we go. Holding up your your coffee cup to me on the Zoom screen there, very gentlemanly of you. Sipping at your latte. Um, and But in the very heart of it is a challenge that's handed to me by the artificial intelligent robot called Mandy, who generates Hello, a everybody. random film from the issues. Hi, Mandy. Hello, Mandy. How are you? Hello. There we are. That's all good. Get on with start. it. Um, she said, "All good. Get on with it." Yes, Absolutely. please. There's always a bit of toxicity at the end, isn't it? You always, started it. Always. You started it. You started it. Yes. Two weeks ago, but anyway, yes, a few months ago. Yes. That's very true. Very true. It's very much a love and hate relationship, man and machine. And um, she randomly comes up with a film from the archive of cinema that's been around now, you know, over a hundred years plucks a title out from the sea of many, many a film, and then I'm giving it to uh, review out the blue. Yeah. So it could uh, be anything. And you can watch this live if you want to. Go to patreon.com forward slash David L, uh, where you get to watch it live on YouTube. And already, David, people are coming into the old YouTube. Rory, Gregor, Dave, H.C. Musla. Wonderful. Uh, 
It's quite satisfying to say that, saying that name. Can you say it? H.C. Musla. H.C. Musla. There you go. It sounds like a new Peter. brand. Peter R.M., thank you very much for joining us. Um, so, David, I feel like we haven't done this for ages and ages. Oh, are you going to do that new thing from now on, maybe start next week, where you where you review the cinema or the audience you sat with directly after seeing the movie. That's more than happy. I can review films. I can review human beings. It doesn't matter. I just review. Yeah, you did like a minute video review of the audience you've just sat with and you do it in your car in the car park and we'll put it on our Instagram. Absolutely, sir. Let's, let's turn that into a reality. Dreams into reality. That's lovely. So did you go last night and watch anything? I did. I watched Murder in Venice. Um, yeah, oh. absolutely. I'm just making sure that I um, got the title right there. For some reason, I'd lost faith in myself because uh, I've tripped up on many a title before. But Murder in Venice, a new Kenneth Branagh Poirot. End of a trilogy, if you like, because he did Orient and Express and he did the one based in Venice. No, he didn't. That's the third one. What's the one he did? Um, you went to watch a Poirot movie on a Friday night. I watched a well. It's the um, it's the new big budget ones of Kenneth Branagh. They're trying to sort of repackage it for a more modern audience type right. of thing. So um, has he got his little tash? Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yes. And, and Kenneth Branagh directs it and stars in it as Poirot. Um, and and this is the third one in the series. And um, I'm just finding the type of the. Uh, of, of the uh, of the second one that um, that came out a few years ago, and this is the third one, which is murder in um, murder in Venice. How did you feel going into the cinema knowing you were going to watch a Poirot movie? Well, the thing is, I think the first one I watched, murder, um, murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it was like, oh, where are we going with this type of thing? It was a bit of a, um, well, I, I, you know, I'd grown up watching Poirot on ITV and things like that. But really? I wasn't Did sure. Did you watch Poirot? Well, my mum used to always watch it, so it was on the, it was on in the background type of vibe. I was never a massive right. Poirot fan. I'd never like, you know, attach a fake moustache to my top lip and, you know, uh, wander around the house doing a uh, European accent, trying to sort out crimes or anything. It wasn't a big part of my fantasy life. Um, But I was very much aware of it to a certain degree. Yeah, it's Death on the Nile. So he's basically done Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, and now it's the third one. It's a haunting in Venice. It's not a murder in Venice. So I've already tripped... Dear me, where did I get up? It's obviously murder in the Orient Express. Jeez, I'll tell you what. Frightening. I've got to be honest with you. When it comes to Poirot, it makes my heart sink. Don't know why. It reminds me of boring Sunday evenings. Oh, it's very much. This isn't, though. This is this has got more of a kind of like, it's not brilliant, but it's got, you know, Kenneth Branagh adds a bit more cinematic theatricality to it. You know, um, it's... The first one had an impressive cast. The cast isn't as starry as it once was. Because um, the, the first one was a massive cast. You had um, Olivia Coleman, uh, Johnny Depp, Judy Dench, Michelle Pfeiffer. Who have you got now? Um, Tina Fey is in there, which is quite impressive. She plays a... Um, uh, a murder novelist, you know, a criminal murder novelist who, who um, 
gets Poirot to come out of retirement to actually do one last crime. Uh, Michelle Woe is in there from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then there's a few character actors that you recognize, but it doesn't have the same stellar cast as previous films, which is kind of a bit of a disappointment, really. Because is Ainsley Harriet in it? I don't think so. Is that, um, are you joking or is that literally something you've heard? I don't no, it's just a question. I haven't heard anything, whether he was or what. I just wondered if he was in it. Well, that's a fair enough question. Absolutely. I don't think he's in it. I, I guess most movies he isn't in. Absolutely. So it's time for him to get involved and get into a well, movie. Not necessarily. I guess most movies you can ask that question and immediately reply with no. But if I was his agent, I'd use that as an arguing point, which is Ainsley hasn't been asked to join in in any of the Hollywood films. He's feeling left out. Give him a punt. That could be a strategy to get involved. But Is Ainsley Harriet in Taken? No, but I could definitely should, see him in should there. We, should we list off some films? Absolutely. He's definitely not in any of the start. The, the entire Star Wars franchise he's never appeared in. Right, okay. I'll list some films and you have to say yes or no. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Is Ainsley Harriet in Saw? No. Doesn't appear in that at all. No. Just yes or no? Yeah, no. No. Is Ainsley Harriet in the notebook? No. Is Ainsley Harriet in Transformers? No. Is Ainsley Harriet in Spy Kids? No. Is Ainsley Harriet in American Psycho? No. Is Ainsley Harriet in Something's Gotta Give? No. Two more. Is Ainsley Harriet in The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants? No. I've watched and reviewed that recently. No. And is Ainsley Harriet in Gladiator? No. I'm very confident about that one. It's hard to... It's, just, it's, it's making that first... You've got to keep knocking on the Hollywood door, though. I tell him not to give up and to make that leap. Also, I, can, I think he has done some daytime American TV. So I right. think he, has so done he, hasn't, some, he hasn't done any movies. He hasn't done any movies, but I think he's done some USA-based, late-time, light, light entertainment, cookery-based TV. So he is moving in the right direction. All he needs is to be, I don't know, one of those Kens on the Barbie beach, maybe doing some barbecue sizzling, ready, steady, cook style, and he's in. Okay, uh, just a couple more. Is Ainsley Harriet in Can't Smeg, Won't Smeg? Is that a Red Dwarf spin-off or Can't Smeg, Won't Smeg? Um, I'm not aware of that as a... F- he is. He's in it. Well, it's that Red Dwarf spin-off. Yeah. Was yeah. that when he, he did it for Dave? They did the Dave version. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But he's in it. Right. I think he's so. I think it. because um, the characters do go on really steady cook, don't they? I think there's like a reference to that TV show. Oh, well, there you, there you go. So a bit of cross uh, cross promoting there, cross branding. So David, 
Really briefly, what, 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 what's this film about? That you First see thing, last I've got to night? say, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if I know any film critics that get the title wrong, so let me apologise for that. It's called A Haunting in Venice. Um, the cinematography's great. The, um, the performances are very good, although, you know, it does have this lively camp, slightly camp energy to it, which I think is more fun when there's more stars involved. Maybe I'm just a bit of a, um, a celeb tart, but, you know, um, the first one had loads, like Johnny Depp, William Defoe, and it's fun seeing them appear. I think you are a celeb tart. I really have. They turn my head, celebrities. They really do. They, um, I don't know, they do click a button inside me. I do like the idea of seeing Michel Pfeiffer stroll on for a few lines, and it, it didn't quite have that factor. But as I say, also, this one's quite interesting that it's got a supernatural bent to it, because Michel Woe plays a, um, uh, a seance uh, psychic figure, so it's got a darker, slight horror vibe to it. So there's a bit. Is it Michelle Yeoh? Uh, I hope that's her name because I don't want to make a second mistake straight away. It's Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Woe. It's Michelle Yeoh. It's with a Y, not a W. So you're quite right. It's Michelle Yeoh. Absolutely, it sounds like I'm getting quite emotional about that. Um, Michelle <laughs> yeah. Yeoh, and. Um, you can see quite a few twists on the way, so it's quite predictable at times. Um, but, you know, well-performed, good cinematography, the supernatural element adds another twist to it. Oh, so, sorry, David. I, I, John Bone just says, no effing spoilers. I really want to see this. Absolutely. I will not ruin it for you at all. Yeah, okay. That's cool. But I'd say yep. that some of the twists I could see kind of coming. It's like, well, that's a bit obvious type of thing. But I won't tell you what those twists are. Um, but I would say, um, shall I give you an ice cream counter? Ice chocks? Yeah. Well, but before you do, um, you went with Ryan. Absolutely. As always, my man in cinematic war. <laughs> when you, because you're about to see a Poirot, Poirot film, did you think I need an extra treat, sweetie? No, I don't need Poirot to to motivate me in that direction. Um, I, I think that's always that's always on the back burner, whatever. Yeah. So Poirot. Oh, David, my coffee, my coffee came. Oh, did you try it? Was it an anticlimax? No, did you enjoy I it? I forgot to have it this morning. Oh, I had an Irish Bailey's or an Irish cream when I was chatting too early yeah it was bloody fantastic our conversation was so riveting I wasn't given the, the time to pause and say this coffee is making love to my tonsils it's doing a lap dance in the back of my mouth I do it next week but yeah so what what sweetie did you have last night when you went <clears throat> last night really was quite an experience uh, a friend of mine had just come back from the Big Apple aka New York and went to a well-known cookie um, cafe that's apparently very big in Manhattan called I've actually written it down um, it is called uh, Levion Bakery so if you um, not yourself but people at home google it l-e-v-a-i-n bakery and they are famous in america uh, she knew that i had a penchant for cooker cooker cookers i don't do any cooking um i'm a bachelor just lives off the microwave for i just love a cooker i have to uh, lean against the love an oven i love an oven i love the heat that love comes from them and the uh the, and the food that can be created within them that's a lie, unfortunately, because I rarely... I've got a cooker in my kitchen, rarely use it. 
Um, the only thing I do is dust it because it does collect a lot of dust, but I'm a microwave man all the way through. Are you? Oh, I love a microwave. God, without the microwave, I'd be dead. It's my life support system. It goes without saying. You are joking. Do you, use your, do you have a microwave? Do you use a microwave? Got, well, listen, I'm not. I've just, I've never had a microwave. Really? You've never had a, God, I have respect that. I do respect that. But what do you cook in a microwave? Um, microwave dinners for one, unfortunately. Um, simple as that. Or my coffees I put in the microwave as well to heat them up. And, uh, oh, God, I love creating um, cheesy feasts with my microwave. So that could be a case of... Um, one thing I do enjoy is a, uh, a crumpet, a large slice of ba- a large slice of cheese. Then I'll put in um, uh, what do I put in in that large? What's the the circle meat? Um, this God, this is terrible. What's the sausage meat that comes in circles? Um, salami. Salami. Then loads of salami. Then loads of cheese. Put that in the microwave, and you've got a mini pizza. And a shitty old stomach. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about that. The NHS will look after that in a few decades. No, they won't. Jokes aside. So don't don't ruin your stomach, because once it's gone, it's gone. Um, oh, flipping hell. Uh, but that is a... David, I was walking through... Um, I know. Uh, supermarket recently, and I just walked past the Breville toaster. Oh, God. And I thought, God. you know what? I'm going to buy that. I've never had a Breville toaster. I really like the idea of a winter evening and making a. I'm going to get cheese. one of those as well. You well, sold it to me. You. Why haven't you bloody got yeah, one? Yeah, you sold that to me. I need to get you know one what? of those. I'll get you one for Christmas. That's very kind of you. Goodness, that's incredibly as kind of you. As long as you make on the Christmas episode, you make a cheesy toasty on your random movie generator Breville toaster. Absolutely. Gotcha. I'm amazed I haven't got one of those. Absolutely. We used to always have those on a Sunday whilst watching um, Wurzel Gummidge. And um, I used to have cheese, and my mum used to put tomatoes in it, bizarrely. Uh, I don't know why, but um, that's not the most exciting thing you could put in a Breville toaster, is it? And loads of brown sauce, a hell of a lot of brown sauce. I love the idea of a lovely winking cosy, lovely oh Mel. So yeah, I'll get you one for Christmas. Oh, that's incredibly kind of you, and I'll I'll get something for you in return, equally as exciting. So that'd yeah, be do you very exciting. What you got for me last, like, what yeah, you got a, for me last Christmas? It was a bizarre children's book which was supposed to have an in joke attached to it that didn't really yeah, work, and it, but it was second hand that someone had written in it, and it was about twenty five p. Yeah, God, that really wasn't good, was it? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was really clever that children's book. If I didn't know the quality it was going to come in, and um, it, I mean, it was cheap. I'll admit it wasn't twenty five p, but it was cheap. And uh, looking back at it, I think I thought that was a clever idea. But, uh, it was a clever idea. It was three as a crowd, isn't it? It was how to. Um, uh, navigate social situations and I thought it was a great mirror upon you, I and Mandy, the AI generators relationship because some jealousy has appeared between the three of us and I thought it was a mirror Anyway, sorry, I keep derailing us You had a lovely cookie watching Poirot um, Basically I was having a love affair with these cookies they're Last mass- night? Yeah, they are massive 
They are very thick. I would call them a, a bastardization between a cookie and a cake. I don't know what it was. I could have put candles on there and celebrated a man's birthday. Um, I, and a woman's. And a woman's and a beast's and an animal's. Uh, man, woman, beast, as the Bible says, all three should be respected. There was a dark chocolate one, which was incredible. There was a chocolate chip walnut one. And a How many did you eat? Three. And they did were you incredible. offer any to Ryan? No, I really didn't. Which was bad show, don't get me wrong. Why didn't you? Um, selfishness, just like too much, just, just... I was planning to at one point, but the dark chocolate one was incredible. That Are I, you serious? That I didn't offer him one. Yeah, like not one, just a bit of one. I considered it, but I mean, I feel bad actually now. I'm Can we hear your internal monologue when you were considering it? My internal monologue would have been the dark chocolate one is going to be really good. I'm going to have that to myself. But let's not panic. I will give him some of the chocolate chip walnut one. I then start the chocolate chip walnut one and it's way too good to share. So unfortunately I don't. And then I'm like, I will definitely give him some of the next one. So don't panic, Dave. But then I've already tried the dark chocolate and I know it's really strong. And I know now it's got peanut butter mixed in with it. There's just no way I'm hooked at that point. I look over to him a few times and he's, he's fine. He's getting into the film. He's a Poirot fan. He's sipping on some lager. He's fine. Why take him out of the Kenneth Branagh experience? I do feel bad about it, though. Um, usually, I do. a lot of the time, it's got to be said, I do offer him food in the cinema with the full knowledge that he's rarely going to say yes. That must be nice for you. And when he does say yes, I have a child's tantrum and it's annoying. Uh, in my head, I think to myself, bring your own bloody food then. Which is terrible. I know it is terrible. It is bad. Someone said here, a mix between a cookie and a cake is a khaki. Absolutely. That is, That's from Dr. Awkward. Well, Dr. Awkward's got a marketing mind on him there because I've never had a khaki. And I'd be interested. I did have a khaki last night. It's bloody beautiful. The dark chocolate, though, to something about dark chocolate that's just superb. It's yeah. um, it, afterwards you can't really go back to white to milk chocolate. White chocolate, I love. But milk chocolate becomes very um, basic and uh, bland after a dark chocolate uh, sensation. Well, David, now it's time for you to uh, rate the new Poirot movie, Haunting in Venice. It is Haunting in Venice. Uh, it's how many chock ices it's out of five are you going to give Kenneth Branagh's Poirot movie? I would say... Um, I would say 2.5 because um, I, w- I was going to say three, but... It would have been saved by... I feel pathetic in saying this. I'd want... I think Orient Express was saved by the actual amount of stars. Because, I mean, you had Johnny Depp, William Defoe, Daisy Ridley, Penelope Cruz, Olivia Colman, Judy Dench, Josh Cadd. All off the top of his head. Absolutely. Reading off a file in front of me. <laughs> and um, yeah. this one, I think if it had a bit more star power... Um, it would have like kept me a bit more entertained. I know that sounds pathetic, but I mean, 
it's already very carefully trodden ground, Poirot. So I think you need that. I think also you need a reason to go to the cinema these days. And I think it makes it a lot more fun, a lot more tongue-in-cheek. It just gives it a bit more of that oomph, you know, USP, unique selling point element. And that would have, like, pushed it into the three stars. But don't get me wrong, the performances are very strong. Seances add another supernatural quality to it that the others don't have. The cinematography is really good, so it's not poor. It's a classic September movie, I'd say. It's not a summer blockbuster, and it's not one of these exciting award movies that you get later on in the autumn, winter season. And um, it's good, competent filmmaking. You know, it's not bad, although you can see the twists a mile away. I would say. Okay, well, thank you, David, for this week's new movie review. Not a problem, Captain, not a problem. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, have you got any movie news this week? Absolutely. I mean, this week's very important because it has been the TIFF um, Toronto Film Festival. Is that a biggie? That's a massive biggie, and it's a big predictor for the Oscars. Whoever gets the People's Award for TIFF... um, is usually maybe not the biggest winner, but a forerunner for the Oscars. Um, they haven't announced the um, the People's Award yet, but it's worth checking out. For instance, last year it was a Fablemans. They, that film at least gets a lot of nominations. It's a good... Um, basically, a lot of the films that do well at the Toronto, uh, Toronto um, Film Festival, TIFF, usually turn out to be significant movies the rest of the year. Right, okay. So what are we looking at? Uh, one that's done really well is The Hitman, directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, he did Dazed and Confused, uh, Boyhood, yeah. um, love Boyhood, School of Rock. And um, it's a very interesting idea. I have my notes here. And um, I think the thing that did interest me greatly about it was that... Um, the chap who um, co-wrote the actual... Yeah, Glenn Powell. Uh, Glenn Powell co-wrote Stars in it and co-wrote it with Richard Linklater. And people know Glenn Powell from uh, Top Gun Maverick. He plays a kind of smarmy um, Iceman-esque figure who... Um, very much is kind of like uh turns out to be the nice guy but is a bit of a sort of knucklehead jock and i was surprised because i thought he was all looks um nothing much than that really after watching the top gun film i thought it was a bit of a vin diesel figure you know sort of would appear on the front of gq but that was it but i was very much wrong because he's co-written this kind of uh, comedy drama of richard Linklater and appears in it and it's a man who's a teacher but in his spare time, pretends to be a hitman to lull people into signing a contract to pay him to kill their loved ones. And then as what? soon as they Say admit it... So basically, to do a verbal contract to say, yes, I would like you to kill my um, 
a husband or boyfriend because I'm fearful they're having a uh, an affair. And as soon as they agree to him to kill the person, he then tells the FBI and then says this person... So it's um, grievous... Have I told you my real-life hitman story, David? No, not at all. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Let's go for it. So, um, someone... This, this is... This is... Personally, I'm not telling you. Wow, this is intense. So, anyway, he, instead of being at the pub, was on the golf course knowing that this was about to happen. So, that is literally that is what, um, this Richard Linkman, God, that is intense for some reason. Killing someone with a, a vehicle ten times worse than a gun—that's really intense. That's not—that's not even a hitman, is it? That's, there's not even any skill involved. That I could do that with my Skoda. Maybe I should go on, you know, um, Gumtree or whatever. That's not a clever game. I can gag. tell you the pub. I can tell you the lane. I can tell you. Uh, I could give you all the details. Well, the thing is, we don't want to be hit by that same juggernaut, do we? No, we don't. But can you imagine if this guy had gone ahead with it? You wouldn't have questioned it. Oh, just got knocked over. Ah, oh, terrible tragedy. The thing is, though, you could go to prison for that, couldn't you? Obviously, we did. God, bloody hell! Well, this that bloody, how much did he get? Do you know the sort of money he'd be getting paid for that? No, no. God, well, there you go. That is the the, the hitman. Can you step back from Sorry, the mic? Sorry, I, I apologise. Here we go. Not at all. No, no, no. Not at all, Captain. It's just, I, don't, I don't know if it's me, but it feels like it's crackling. No, no, no. no. Is it, it me? Is it okay now? Is it okay now? Under toi, under yeah, no, toi. Yeah, it's good now. Yeah, under Absolutely, absolutely. There you go, a bit I of French. I think you have to be like, I think that's the... Yeah, uh, absolutely, like, that like a surfer. Are you okay with doing doing that for the rest of the... Yep, not a problem. <laughs> People listening to this, I have my um, my thumb out and my pinky out and my, my yeah. other three um, fingers down. I guess it's the um, what you would do in a... In a rock concert look isn't it the the ball the finger ball so i'm talking into my uh, thumb no but it's important to have that um that distance so yeah richard linkley is the hitman glenn powell who i thought was just a sex icon knucklehead has written a script with him and um the idea is he won't kill the person once you've agreed to him killing them he'll go to the actual police but then he falls in love with a woman um, who, uh, as, as people do, that's how the circle of life has kept propagating, and um, he doesn't want her to go to prison, uh, but at the same time, he doesn't want the relationship to carry on with the husband because he wants to actually get involved. So suddenly he's, he's questioning um, his position with, you know, his role with the FBI. Should he tell the FBI this woman wants his hu- her husband killed, or... Um, 
um, does he uh, does he savor ultimately? This I'm not doing a great way in pitching it. Richard Linklater did a far better job of it, hence him getting the money to make it. But that's done incredibly well. Another one that's done incredibly well is um, A24. The studio behind everything, everywhere, all at once, and other big films like Past Lives, which is another one I'll talk about later, actually, because A24 are becoming pretty successful. They've got a film called Dream Scenario, played by Nicolas Cage, starring Nicolas Cage, sorry, um, that's done very well at the Toronto Festival. Apparently, this is a big one for Charlie Kaufman fans. Charlie Kaufman didn't write it, but it's similar in style. This, the, the, America and around the world seem to be all having dreams featuring a philosophy professor played by Nicolas Cage, and that's all they've given plot-wise. So bizarrely, this one man keeps appearing in everyone's dreams, and it's a professor working at a local university played by Nicolas Cage, and then the plot unravels from there, and apparently it's very Charlie Kaufman-esque. Another one that's done very well is a new Kate Winslet fan called Lee. Oh. Have you heard about this? No, but you fancy it. Oh, you can't, um, you can't beat a bit of Winslet. Having said that, this is slightly toxic what I'm about to say, so I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I'm going to be controversial. She certainly embraced her aging. Stop. Stop there. I still like Kate. I'm not. I'm not dissing her. I said she's embracing her aging. She obviously hasn't been under the surgeon's knife, and I embrace that. But I'll stop there. I'll stop there. There we go. That's in a recent interview. And I just thought, blimey, you know, you've aged. But I mean, that's. I feel really bad. Can we edit that out? I feel really bad about that. I didn't have to add that to the uh, the conversation. Basically, she's getting older. She's Titanic was a long time ago, not just the real boat, the, the one who sunk in the 90s. If that makes sense. It was a long time ago. And she's more than her looks, Kate Winslow. I've always said that. I've always said that. She's more than her looks. And um, I shouldn't have said that. It's very toxic. It's, basically, uh, Lee is about a model who becomes a photographer for Vogue and then goes on to be a war correspondent photographer for World War Two, And um, that's I'm got big reviews once ago. Big waves. So basically, you saw Kate Winslet, you went, oh, she's, we're all getting older. That's all you thought. And you were good, good on her for just ageing gracefully yes um 100 percent. i respected her i mean i stood up and i saluted her richard bailey says somebody called dispatches there's a new story breaking quite right absolutely see tonight on channel four absolutely i'm being um the toxic uh the toxic celeb hater is being revealed in the form of dave edwards which uh, it's, it's a positive thing she's british she's a real lady she's like a loaf of hovis you open her up and she's like genuine bread um i don't know if that metaphor works or not but i'm just saying that you know i don't know why i went down that aged route it's a terrible thing to say because uh, the tip oh the other one that looks really good that's getting really good um talk is the holdovers a new alexander payne film the director of sideways 
um, and uh, election. And it's uh, Paul Giamatti, and he is set in the seventies. And it's him stuck on a, an American campus, public school campus, with just one student who also can't go home. Paul Giamatti just lives on campus because he has no family. He's a bachelor, and he's kind of a bitter teacher. And it's just him and one kid spending Christmas together, classic Alexander Payne, comedy drama, and it's getting very strong reviews. Okay, well, thank you, David, for this week's movie news. I'll leave you one last thing, so I won't overstay my welcome movie news. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're a little bit, because we've got to crack on. Oh, oh, sorry, I'll just say Emma Stone, uh, Poor Things... That's getting massive Oscar rumbles. It didn't come out the Toronto Festival. It came out the Venice Festival. But Poor Things starring Emma Stone. And it's like almost Tim Burton Frankenstein, but feminist twist fantasy horror. Uh, That's getting incredibly big rumbles. They think she'll get nominated again for an Oscar, but love letter reviews, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, thank you, David, uh, for this week's movie news. Not a problem. Thank you for listening, people. Pardon? Thank you for listening. <laughs> so I was taking a sip of my drink, so for some reason I'm getting a croaky voice. I don't know why. It's like I'm getting emotional about this whole podcast affair. David Edwards' Movie Review. So, David, this week's movie review, I cannot remember for the life of me what it is. What, you, what were you reviewing? I was reviewing. Um, yeah, because it's been a while since. It was. It's Gabriel's Inferno Part 2. Oh, my God. It's an erotic thriller. Is it? Well, I don't know. Is it a thriller? I guess there's a thriller element. It's certainly an erotic drama. Basically, it's Fifty Shades of Grey-esque. Think Fifty Shades of Grey, and that's what we're dealing with. What's it called again? Was it Gabrielle's? Gabrielle's Inferno Part 2. You can watch it on Amazon, the... you know, uh, streaming site Prime, Amazon wow. Prime. It's set in a um, American university, and it's about a love affair between a student and a um, university professor. So the student, it's not un, you know, it's not inappropriate. She's in her early twenties. She's actually a mature student, so she's like in her mid late twenties. He's a philosophy lecturer, and um, everyone in his staff is telling him. You can't be sleeping with the students, you're in trouble. But he's so um, allured by this young female siren that he just can't say no. And also, David, she- when you sat down to watch this, you, you, with a, you sat down with a heavy heart. Yes. Did you get a little bit of a tickle in the bottom of your spine when you realised it was a bit naughty? No, because this is real kind of like Mills and Boons, just terrible acting terrible cinematography it's got that vaseline lens it looks oh, like God, um, what we say, no 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 um well could be uh, but um 
it's just got it's it's mills and boons the the film show but having said that if you go on youtube there are a lot of american housewives middle-aged who absolutely blooming love this franchise so it's got a very very strong following they love it it's like they're reviewing citizen kane they can't get enough of that and um, and when you say they housewives, uh, I know that once again I'm going down the Cape Windsor route here without even knowing it. Um, but they are housewives. They do talk about um, having kids. How do you know they're housewives? They, they talk about their day to day life. Hubby wasn't in, in. Where? Where? Um, in like. Uh, Where'd you find this? It's on YouTube, and they're in. They live in Kentucky and Milwaukee, and uh, there's a group of them that just love these movies, and they really tick their erotic box in between looking after their husband. Uh, being nachos together for NFL Super Bowl nights. They have their own little nights together where they watch uh, these university Hang on, can campus we, can we watch these women? Counters. Where did you find them? Where did you find them, David? Um, Gabrielle's Inferno um, vlogs, I guess, or reviews. And they're big, big fans of this kind of um, titillating, sort of like... Uh, Soft erotic dramas financed by the Amazon Prime people. I love that you're watching these women. Oh God, where are they? I really want to find their link. So if you put um, Gabrielle's Inferno part two, a load of housewives sat together. Is that what you're telling? I'm trying to remember um, because a while since I've seen the review, they either chat on Zoom or they're on the same. There's a, I saw two or three of them. Pinnies. Hmm? I saw two or three reviews by uh, right. different groups of uh, ladies. There's one woman who puts her makeup on first thing in the morning and reviews an erotic drama, and um, she wasn't as taken by it. So she puts her makeup on, <laughs> and at the same time, she re- reviews erotic dramas. David, can we see your face? What it looked like when you were watching that woman putting on makeup, reviewing Gabrielle's Inferno. <laughs> you didn't pull that face. It, you didn't go. Oh, every now and then there'll be the odd. <laughs> oh, what? what did she say that made you go? Fair play. <laughs> I think that I think one thing she said that she liked the long, tender kisses, and I found them way too long and boring. I was like looking at my watch every now and then. God, that is I, long. I like a kiss like anyone else, you know, a bit of a, I know you do. a bit of a lip locking embrace. But I was like, that's way too long. Do you know what I mean? I think at some point the boom would have come down to knock one of their heads to tell them to stop. Do you know what I mean? Mike Roll says, "Can David say soft erotic erotica dramas again, please?" <laughs> Soft erotica dramas. There you go. It's a new subgenre introduced by Gabrielle's Inferno. Well, uh, let's have a little listen to Gabrielle's Inferno part two. Why did you sign the note the way you did? You begged me to come after you, to look for you in hell. Beatrice. I'm not your Beatrice anymore. Beatrice, wait! 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 Beatrice! Julia, I know I hurt you. And I'm sorry. Hebelar truly cared for Heloise. He also hurt her, as I've hurt you. 
but he was deeply sorry. I'll spend the rest of my life regretting the fact that I wasted my second chance to know you. Today I will be examining the relationship between Dante and Beatrice. Beatrice is wrong in assuming that he remembered everything from the first meeting. So you were dreading watching this, David. How did you feel actually watching it? It, um, it really dragged. It just filled endless cliché. Obviously, I wasn't the audience for this. I'm not a Kentucky-based housewife. It's not, you know, it's not my gender. It's not my job role in life. And it's not my postcode. So I wasn't a demographic. But I found it. It's just, um, it's daytime TV with a bit, bit, a bit of extra sexy salt chucked into the stew. Do you know what I mean? It's a Do you see any sort of naked bodies? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. I think you see some heavy cleavages, um, some, um, you know, some buttocks and things like that, but nothing really? too extreme. I don't remember right. seeing anything that intense because obviously we've had a holiday break and we've done some like nostalgic deep dives in between. But I don't remember. I remember some very long ongoing kisses. For instance, the uh, the sort of nemesis figure is another professor on campus called Professor Payne, who's really into S and M. And um, she wants to have another sexual fling with the professor. But obviously the audience don't want that because they want him to carry on his relationship with the students. But Professor Payne is very kind of, um, you know, she uh, she bullies the female student to try and get rid of her. And she tries, tries to play footsie under the table during the dinner party with the uh, professor figure, the male can love I interest. Do, can I do the, a kiss and you tell me how long... The kiss was in the movie, so sort of say stop. Absolutely. Stop. So it's way too long. It's more than a comma or a full stop. It's just like definitely got enough to think about. What am I going to buy in Tesco's this week? You know, um, do I have to clean the shower again? Things like that. Definitely. Looking out yeah. of my garden window, do I need to de-weed it again? Garden window, lounge window into the garden. You know, definitely a lot of time for you to consider. And also, if you were actually kissing a person like that for that long, you'd really need to be into them. Because, I mean, if not, you'd definitely be having other thoughts. Okay, everybody. So, if you could put uh, the... Re- the chalk ices you think David's going to give out of five for Gabrielle's Inferno Part Two. If you could uh, have a little guessy, Wessy, um, before David reveals all, please put it in the uh, YouTube uh, comment box. How many chalk ices out of five is David going to give? I'm, I'm going to do it as well. I'll write it down with a bit of paper. Also, the main professor's got a terrible European accent, and it's like Dracula. For an hour and a half, listening to a man pretending to be Dracula. Just a thought I'd add that. Okay, here we go. So, I've had a guess at how many chocolates you're going to give. So of the... Uh, so is everyone watching on YouTube. David, 
Uh, over to you. How many chalk ices are you going to give out of five? Gabrielle's Inferno Part Two. One. There you go. Great minds think alike. Absolutely. Yes. It really was a hard sit. I mean, I wasn't hard sitting because I was getting up and moving. I, I put down here. Zoe F said one. Becky Becky B said one. Sam Paul said all the ladies correct, uh, uh, correctly guessed it right. All the men got it wrong. John Bones said one and a half. Guy said two. Mr. Edge said two. All the ladies in the house got it right. They've got their finger on the pulse. I've written down here seven sittings. Seven. That's quite a few. Seven sittings? Yeah, it really was um, a hard uphill journey to get That's through. That's what she said. Absolutely. Sorry. No, no, it's, you know, a bit of banter's fine. As long as it doesn't cross the line. You know, we're allowed um, a little little uh, cheeky uh, wink every now and then, an innuendo. <sighs> Thank you so much, David, for this week's movie review. Not at all, not at all. David Edwards Movie Tips. So, David, have you got any movie tips? this week well in actual fact I didn't think of this but it's the polar opposite to Gabrielle's Inferno which is another film I saw a few weeks ago once again it's A24 the indie studio that's really becoming a big powerhouse in Hollywood you know these low budget kind of quirky indie spirited films that are doing really well in the cinema not video streaming them you know they're managing to find an audience in cinema and this is one of their recent ones which some people think will be a, um, a front runner for the Oscars in actual fact is um, it's called Past Lives. It's a romantic drama uh, set in New York. Very, very good film. Uh, complete opposite to Gabrielle's Inferno in the sense that it's far more realistic, very mature kind of movie. And it's basically set in career at the beginning, and it's about um, childhood friends who are 12 years old who get to know each other, and they bond significantly. But then the girl... The, the young girl moves to New York because the father's a director, the mother's an artist, and they want to expand their uh, artistic careers. But the boy never forgets about this girl. There's a real bond there, and he manages to reconnect with her via Facebook, and they start to have a Zoom webcam relationship because now... Have you mentioned this? I have, as but I've not reviewed it. I only mentioned great, it that it done great, well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, festivals yeah. but now I've watched it and it definitely meets the hype and it's 12 years later she's now still living in New York she's a, a, an aspiring playwright he's at university trying to be an engineer and they have this love affair on webcam but none of them are um, none of them want to move he doesn't want to go to New York she doesn't want to leave New York and go back to Korea and because of that, they kind of always fall out and they go separate directions. And she's like, if we're not going to do this properly, let's let it go. But then once again, he can't let her go. He has a real attachment and he can't carry on with his life. He's like in a limbo. So he finally goes to New York to actually see her in person, which he should have done originally. And this is another 12 years later. But now she's married 
and but they they do have that chemistry still they do have that kind of romantic energy but now there's a third person involved her husband i won't go any further because i don't want to spoil it but it's like you see them at 12 then you see them via webcam 12 years later. Wow, this sounds great. It's really good, very mature, very real. Um, the woman who wrote it is a, is a well-known theatre writer. This is her first film. Uh, Celine Song is her name. And it's definitely worth checking out. It's a really interesting film. Very much social media where, based. Where can we see it? Where cinema. Can we it? It's in the cinema at the moment. Oh, okay. And Past Lives. Sounds great. It's really good. It's really, really good. It's very lost in translation esque, um, and it's got those kind of like very um, boyhood. It's got that feel as well. Very social realism, ultimately. Really well Great. shot as well. Very well. Did shot. you watch it with Ryan? I certainly did. Did he like it? He was on the fence with it. He said that he thought wow. it had good moments, but he felt it dragged in places. What's it like when you're? passionate about a film after you've watched it and Ryan's nonplussed or vice versa how is it between you I think it's fine really. that one was fine because I understood where he was coming from really because there is no big um, plot twist it very much is just hanging out with these people and just spending time with them. Uh, don't get me wrong, the ending is very emotional. That's why I don't really want to give it away. But oh. it, there isn't a big twist so much as um, just the brutality of reality, really. The brutality of reality. Almost just the Oof. mundanity of that and how brutal it can be. Mundanity? 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 Mundane? Mundanity? Mundanity? Mundane? Mundane itty, maybe? Mundanity? <laughs> mundane? It's mundane. definitely a nur. It's a nur, so it's mundanity. Mundanity? Mundanity. I think it's mundanity. Dr. Mundanity. What would Dr. Mundanity say about Oh, I wouldn't want to meet him. That would be the ultimate supervillain, wouldn't it? Everything's just mundane. That really would be a, um, I prefer a bullet to the head. That'd be a slow gas that puts you to sleep. <laughs> I've never thought about that, but mundanity <laughs> would just be horror. Dr. Mundanity. Oh, hello. I've come to see Dr. Mundanity. You're right then. You're good. You're right. Yeah. Take a seat. Uh, just do what you usually do. Just sit in the corner. Don't mind me. Uh, I'm just washing up these plates, and uh, I've got a gas bill I've got to fill out in a second. Um, yeah, I'll see you later then. Um, I would have a conversation with you, but it's just a case of us going through the same tick list or whatever. Got to walk the dog. And uh, I think I've got a pile appearing on my uh, left buttock. Is that where they appear, on your buttock? Absolutely, or inside my buttock. Inside, just on the left side, the inside anus. the buttock. The, the anus. anus, that's where the anus is. <laughs> We all know where it is. We don't need to. We, we don't need to describe. It's just part of life, type of thing. Thank you so much, David, for this week's movie tips, and that's past lives in the cinema now. What I love about this, David, is this is going out on Wednesday. I think. No, I've got to do another one. I might put two out this week. Why bloody not? not? Let's give people yeah, a random generator treat. It's going out now. This is lovely. Absolutely. Great. Great. Thank you, uh, David, for this week's movie tips. Not at all, Captain. Not at all. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator.
so uh, now's the uh, I love this bit so much this is where Mad Mandy so you can hear her chugging in the background it's very quiet this week she's going to pick a movie or you're she's going to pick some movies for you to what does she do exactly? <laughs> it's a case of she'll you generate. You randomly pick. Exactly, she generates movies and you randomly pick one. So. Oh, you pick it you for got? me. Well, you are. Yeah, anyway. If you've, heard, if you've not heard the podcast before, just go back and listen to something. You'll get the gist. Uh, what have you got Gabrielle's Inferno Part 3? Oh, God. Well, there is definitely a part three because her ex-boyfriend turns up at the end of part two. So there is. So it's just a case of it's going to be three's a crowd, the third one, which I guess is good for the third one. Three's a crowd, number three, trilogy. But yeah. I mean, um, yeah, at the end, her ex-boyfriend appears and uh, that's obviously going to get the uh, European okay. professor unhappy. Okay. Professor Payne. Professor Payne, indeed. Oh, no, that's okay. the other professor. Professor yeah, Payne's okay. the one using to S and N. Okay. Okay, here we go then. So, welcome James Musgrave. Past Lives sounds like it has a very Ghibli mix with boyhood feel to it. Ghibli mix? Oh, do you mean um, Studio Ghibli? It doesn't have a fantasy yeah. vibe. No, no. So, um, I think you're wrong, James. Um, it's I, quite, think. I think Lost in Translation is the best way to look at it. They're sort of Sophia Coppola, sort of um, it's very minimalist character-focused piece. Okay, let's let's find you a movie to review for next week David and my god you, you need a good eat don't you but I mean not to uh, put James's nose out of joint Ghibli has got that kind of Japanese vibe I don't want to it's I think worse when someone tries to enter a film chat and it's like no you're wrong <laughs> and put their back up in. he sort. doesn't mind oh Jimbo don't mind he knows the score oh Jimbo absolutely fingers crossed okay so let's find a genre the first the genre of the first film that you might be reviewing next week. Here we go. Take your time, David. Stop. Music. Oh dear, I don't know about that. Let's find the decade. Take your time. Stop. 1950s. Oh, dear. This sounds dreadful. And we generate. Four movies, musical movies from the 1950s. That could be good. And now it's Mandy is spinning them around in her belly. And it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. Some like it hot. Oh, now I'd be very interested in that. He's happy. Incredibly so. Um, Great. Oh, my brain is just terrible. Who is the director of Some Like It Hot? Because I've suddenly become a massive fan of him. Um, obviously, I'm not a massive fan because I can't remember his name. But um, the director of Some Like It Hot. Do you know, I've never seen Some Like It Hot. Is it Billy Wilder? Yes, it is. Thank Billy God. Wilder. Absolutely. I've been watching a lot of his films. I haven't seen Some Like It Hot recently. I haven't seen Some Like It Hot. I'd love to watch it because I've watched Sunset Boulevard recently, which is absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? I was thinking to myself just when you're doing that, next week's recommendation was going to be Billy Wilder, a documentary I'd watched about him recently. And that, and now you've just said to me a Billy Wilder film, Some Like It Hot. 
Okay. Well, you're probably not going to get it. So I know that's life, and I've hyped it up, and yeah. it's going to be taken away from me <laughs> by Doctor Monday. <laughs> well, hopefully you get it. Hopefully you get it. Bloody cross, people. Okay. Um, here we go. Let's choose the genre of the second movie you might be watching next week. Stop. Adventure. I love it. That's what I'm all about. That's why cinema was created in the first place. Man taking on the elephants, moving through space and time. The elephants. The elephants, indeed. (laughs) The elephants and the elements. Okay, let's find the decade. Stop. 1960s. Okay. Gutted? Yeah. I could have gone for something quite modern. And we generate four adventure movies from the 1960s. Here we go. Um, Mandy has picked four. She's spinning them around in her belly. Now it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. From Russia with love. Oh, my God. God. Now it's a, what? What are you thinking? Well, it's years since I've seen that. Yonks I've never seen yonks. it. You've never seen From Russia with Love. Really, a lot of people say that's one of the best Bonds ever. Um, some people say that's when the Bond format was first properly introduced. I think most people would say now it's probably Thunderball, the third one, when it was, you know, the Brock Cubby Broccoli had properly worked out the formula of this is what the franchise is going to be. But from Russia with Love, um, I haven't seen it for years. I have a very vague... There's a well, scene... this is good. So, David, that's two movies now. Yeah, they'd be really good. There's a scene in From Russia with Love that every Bond actor, aspiring actor, has to do for the audition. Oh, I think, we, yeah, you've, t- you've yeah. we've done it, haven't we? We did it ourselves. Oh, of course Absolutely we did. Absolutely nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah, we nailed it. I need to come up with new anecdotes. Okay, let's find the genre of the third movie that you might be watching next week. Take your time, really feel it. It seems to be working. Stop. Adventure. Again! Wow. Look at you, little... (laughs) Goodness me, we're back in my little... uh... I can see it. Adventure, I like some adventure. Okay, let's find the decade. Stop. Didn't feel it, 1950s. Oh, shit. So, swore then, didn't I? I think we're allowed to. I don't know. But I didn't feel it. I thought it was a fucking quick. Well, I'll stop. What? Do you know what? I'm going to give you one more oh, chance. Oh, thank you, thank should... you, thank you. Please. Should I? Please. Please. I don't know. I've never done this before. I think there was just something about you going stop. You didn't think about well, it. Thing is, you're rushing. I thought you're rushing. I thought if I got in there early, it would be a, a more modern one. Uh, uh, so there was a strategy. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, you oh, got to go oh, with the nineties. I tripped myself up. <laughs> never tell the truth. Learn from that, people. Never tell the truth. John Bone says no redos. No redos. I agree. Goodness me. Especially man. when there was thought behind it. Okay, Mandy has uh, generated four adventure movies from the 1950s. And now it's time for you, David, to tell her when to stop spinning them in her belly. 
Stop. Alice in Wonderland. Is that the animated Disney film? Yeah. Well, I guess that's an adventure in a way. Well, it's an adventure for crying out loud. She gets sucked into a parallel world. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't think that's No, I don't think that's, that's terrible. Good. I think I'd be interested in that original Disney film, Alice in Wonderland. Okay, David, so... I've given each movie, Some Like It Hot, From Russia With Love, Alice in Wonderland, I'll give them an A, a B and a C. I've jumbled them around a bit, or have I? And it's now time for you to tell us which movie you would like to watch next week. Is it A, B or C? C. Alice in Wonderland. Goodness me. That's not bad. That's not terrible. You look gutted. That's not the end. That's not the absolute end of the world. You look gutted. Um, it's, it's, it's not going to be Gabrielle's Inferno. It's, a, it's about keeping things in context in life, isn't it? Because, I mean, that really was a uphill struggle. But Alice in Wonderland, fair enough. Some like it hot would have been... Um, that was almost like the heavens were opening up up for me there. The ch- Alex says he's not happy. God, well, it won't be the first time I won't be happy today. Something else will upset me. I'm easily well, I upset. I would say, I'd say eighty percent of movies you pick, I think you're unlucky. You're an unfortunate movie picker. Most of the time, you're like, oh fuck. But a lot of the time I go, oh, but I am, I mean, I'm always like that with Wild West films, and I'm always pleasantly surprised. Mm. Is that true, or have I made that up? No, sorry, I just got a message from my son. Oh, right, God, I thought you <laughs> were zoned, looking at... And I zoned out. I thought for a second sorry. you were like, uh, well, that's wrong, for crying out loud. <laughs> David, thank you so much for this week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Are you up for answering some questions from the patrons? Absolutely, sir. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Sorry I've got everyone's name and titles wrong. And sorry to Kate Winslet as well. Yeah, that was really bad. I, I felt no, it, really, it was, fi- it I was fine. bad about that. Because I listened to a great um, podcast with her recently. Um, it's one by the news presenter, Um who is called um, How I Got My Voice and she's a Channel 4 news presenter I can't remember her name which isn't ideal um, let me find it we're, we're ending thank you so oh, much yeah, it's everybody. a very good put it on the Patreon Kate. put it on we'll the Patreon, on Patreon. Thank, th- thank you so Kate much Kate came everybody. over beautifully in it it really did <laughs> <laughs> thank I'm you toxic, everybody I'm a toxic monster I apologise uh, if you like the podcast please like and subscribe like and subscribe, does that make sense? Yep, like yeah. and subscribe. Leave a, leave a nice review, tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, it really does help, oh, doesn't it? Massively, it gives me a massive dopamine hit, an enormous one. <laughs> Say that every week. I do, because I'm, I'm a dopamine <laughs> monster, I'm just looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does a dopamine monster sound like? Dopamine monster's like, uh, oh, bring it on, bring it on. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. This is good, this is good. This is more than a, it's more than a light at the end of the tunnel. There's just like a massive smiling yeah. Teletubby sun at the end of the tunnel. I'm loving it. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Au revoir. Thank you, time.
So I can do about 20 mins. Sorry, I've got to go out at half 11. You go um, what softly to say, so I was going to say, where are you going? But not, not for the... Um, that's for your own private... <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, it's um, a flask. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what are you doing underneath the... Uh, what are you doing underneath the screen? So that would look quite where, suspect. Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, this side bit odd. It's nothing illegal. It's merely a flask in my sweeteners. Rub pushing um, into my next cafe. That's what she said. Absolutely. So I can have a, oh, host disabled participant screen sharing. Get rid of that. So it's gone now. <laughs> so there was some dust on my mouse. Sorry, get rid of that. Apologies. Oh, now. oh God. Oh dear. Right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this morning. No, thank you for that. That's great. Yeah. No, it's good um, of you to come along. God almighty, I'm shattered. How many people have we got with us in the old YouTube? 100 million. 100 million, that's what I was hoping for. Sort of Taylor Swift <laughs> era's numbers. <laughs> yeah. She's doing oh, very well, Taylor Swift. But a Swift news. Um, do you know what? She came on the radio last night when I was driving the car, and I just thought, David mentions this woman, and... Every episode, and I almost said to Naomi, "Do you know David mentions this every?" But I didn't, and I thought, "Why do she just comes up randomly, doesn't she? It's just organically appears think, in conversation." I, I think the thing is, um, she's always mentioning the podcasts I listen to because. Um, She's more than just a pop singer. She's like a marketing guru. So, for instance, right. one thing she's done now is she's personally filmed with her own money with her dad, the Eras Tours. And then she's taken, she's turned it into a... Um, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, sorry. Get, get the question on. Go on. Go, go for questions. She's sold it to cinemas. It's going to be a big release in cinemas. And she's cut the studios out and she's going to do it herself. You go for it, though. I've, I've totally derailed it once again. Sorry. Go for it. That don't impress me. me. Is right. that That's Shania Is Twain. That but they're both, they oh, both came from country music. Taylor Swift. Oh, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's who. Okay. Okay. Woo! Right. Here we go. So, quizzes. I'm going to ask this one, David. I don't know if you've been asked this one. I'm going to pick them randomly. From Dr. Awkward. Funniest film, intentionally or not. Um, Dumb and Dumber would be definitely the yeah, funniest film. I think we've asked this. I think so, we have. Yeah, That's I'm fine. Gonna pick another one. It's not a problem, yeah, yeah. though. Valid question. This is nice. From BB1144. This is lovely. David, have you ever watched a film thinking it was going to be truly awful, only to watch it and find it absolutely fantastic? So, you know... Um... Miles apart, entering the film. Yeah, I would definitely say it was one that I reviewed on Random Movie Generator. Definitely um, Westworld. I thought that was going to be a really pulpy, 
really? dated sci-fi because sci-fi's come on load since then that was like the 70s it wasn't particularly a big budget it's Michael Crichton who was a novelist do you know what I mean you know who's directing a film which is a bit vague can he do Jurassic Park it was only based on his novel do you know oh, don't okay. get me wrong he's written loads of big novels that will turn into big films I mean even ER yeah. was based on his work but um you know, he hadn't directed a film. It's in the 70s. A lot had gone on sci-fi-wise. And I was really impressed. I could tell that loads of films have been influenced on it. Predator, Truman Show, you know, loads of stuff. Jurassic Park, which is fine because it's still Michael Crichton. He can copy himself. Terminator? Uh, definitely Terminator. Loads. So I was massively impressed. And also, not just that it went on to influence films, just the film itself and the actors and the whole... Um, it had a real modern vibe to it the way they're interviewed like a sort of fake documentary news report before they go into the park i was really impressed by it massively i'm really glad you like that i was a massive fan i didn't i didn't have big hope at all i thought it was going to be a bit pulpy really creepy isn't it really Really, creepy really works and stands up as a film brilliantly yeah okay i'm randomly picking another question thank you for that bb1144 sounds like a um Uh, star wars droid Tonka, if David could take any modern film back in time to show cinema goers of the 1920s, which one would he show them? Aren't these quezzies good? Thank you, Tonka. I wow. saw Jurassic Park recently on the big screen, and I did actually think that whilst watching it. Could you imagine? I think the T. If you were to give that to like um, an audience in the twenties and thirties, who were just amazed to see a train going along the track, and they famously hid under their chairs because they thought the track, the train was going to hit them. Really? Could you literally? Could you imagine if they saw the T Rex? Well, they would think it was a documentary. They would literally think we had actually genetically created dinosaurs, trained them like they'd done with Lassie and made them appear in a film. So I think the um, the first Jurassic Park, or the T-1000, the idea of a liquid man, I think endless things. What's the T-1000? Oh, well, that's the liquid um, villain in the second Terminator film. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'd like to watch that again. Oh, God, it's brilliant. It really, really stands so up. So how many Terminators have there been? L- well, loads. I think it's probably one of the most rebooted franchise. There were uh, three. Are many good? Five. No, after one and two, two. They're not great, no. Oh, really? Three's not terrible. It's just very bland. Um, the last one I found quite boring. The villa- The last one, James Cameron was involved as a producer and helped develop the story. So it shows that even Cameron can't really save it. Uh, but apparently he's writing um, ideas for the, for another one, which is more AI-focused. So he's considering doing another one. Okay, but you would take Jurassic Park? Definitely Jurassic Park. I actually thought that question whilst watching it, when I saw it in the cinema recently, because it's had its 30th anniversary. I think if KB you- says no, Terminator 2 was the last good one. Yeah, I'd definitely say Terminator 2 was the last good one, definitely. Hmm. Okay, another quizzy. Thank you very much, Tonka. Lovely questions. This is from Guy Anderson. This is a good quizzy. Most amount of films David has watched in a day. When I worked at Blockbuster Videos, I would... Um, Why haven't we spoken about that? Idiot. Sorry. I okay. know. I would, um, I would do massive long shifts, like four days... And what? Without sleeping? 
Oh no, not on the um, not on the on the on the trek sort of thing. But there'd be long shifts, and they'd be very very late. So I do like I get up late about eleven o'clock. Then I wouldn't get home until about two o'clock in the morning because the, the actual place would close at ten thirty. Then you've got to clean it up. Then I've got to drive home. Then I'd be wired and tired. So I wouldn't get home, sleep until about two. Then wake up very very late. And I do that four days on on the trek. So I was really knackered when I got a day off on the trot. On, on the, the trek, not, not, not on the trek, on the trot. Oh, not on the right. trek, not the trot, not the trek. <laughs> Sorry, goodness me, trot trek. And it's um. So the next day would be cereal, bowls of cereal, because um, I lived at home then, and my mother used to buy me my absolute, just um, G spot hitting, Marks and Spencer's chocolate chip and toffee granola cereal. Why don't you buy that now? Way too expensive, Captain. No bollocks to that. Eat less of the other crap. It's £4.50, and it's like granola dust. You hardly get anything in the box. It's just a shocker. There's no way I could pay for that myself um, if my father's salary wasn't paying for it, unfortunately. Um, but it's like Nirvana. Also, she used to get me apple cinnamon, Marks and Spencer's granola cinema, cinema? cereal. And toffee and chocolate um, granola. I would sit there with full milk and watch lots of um, about five. What's the question again? Five, sorry, goodness me. Five to six. I'd watch five to six, um, and they'd be very kind of pretentious indie films. It was during the Sundance Film Festival boom in the late nineties, early millennium, and uh, I'd easily watch five to six DVDs because I wouldn't rent them. Would you just oh, be no, lying no. on the sofa? Ma- Mother, could I have some more? Um, no, I'd be in the greenhouse, which is where the DVD player was. And also having a DVD player back then was a big deal. And I'd have both boxes either side of me um, and a, a large uh, bottle of whole, great, a whole creamy um, milk. Jersey milk, it was called. The Jersey cow milk. Really fatty milk. And I'd sit there and I'd feel um, very... Uh, and you wouldn't lift a finger? Wouldn't lift a finger. Simple as that. And a pair of joggers. Fucking and hell, I used honestly, to have I'd that. say, get off that fucking sofa and do something around the house. And I remember I had a t-shirt that I liked. The Firm, which was Tom Cruise holding a briefcase running down a New York street. And have I, you seen Gary Oldman's The Firm? Yes, that's a good film. That's really yeah. good. Alan Parker. Uh, that's great. I love there's a scene in that where he goes to his childhood bedroom uh, where he keeps all his, his weapons under his old childhood bed. That's a great mm. one. And the baby with the razor blade. What happens with that? I've forgotten that scene. Oh, well, I guess he's he uses a razor blade in one of his weapons. And they, I think they oh, realise... Oh, yes, the baby gets hold of it and she goes nuts, doesn't she? Oh, my God. Now, interestingly, that's one of the films I watched during one of those blockbuster, watching my quirky indie films that I'd read about in Total Film and Empire and Neon, which was a big magazine then. And I remember watching the film during one of my granola marathons. Yeah. There was a question I wanted to bloody... Oh, I sat down last night at 10 p.m. with my wife and I said, do you fancy trying to get into El Dorado, the soap opera? 
Well, the BBC one that's come and gone. Yeah. How would you do yeah. that for YouTube? No, I just found it online. Oh, right. So I said, why don't we try and get into El Dorado and really get into it and watch 100 episodes or however many they did. But in the first episode, they had a video store. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. And they had a poster on the door, Ghost. Oh, my God. So I so miss video stores. Do you know um, Netflix tries to do a blockbuster sitcom, didn't they? Only survived one season. Quite ironic because Netflix obviously ended blockbusters. But um, they did a sitcom based in blockbusters because they thought nostalgically it'd be a hit. But it didn't take off at all, unfortunately. But um, Honestly, I looked at that store going... Oh, there used to be a great video store. Did you ever go to it in Brighton? Tomorrow's World? Seven Dials. What's it called? At the Seven Dials. It was a tiny... It was a newsagent's, but you went down the steps. No, I didn't go to that one. Oh, it's it's wicked. There was one near the train station that was very popular. I went to that one a lot. Right. But um, not the Mm. one Seven Dials, unfortunately. Mm. Shame, isn't it? Oh, it's gone. God, it's how I live my half terms. My mum would take me to the, or my dad, and then we'd order the um, the big releases just before they came out, like License to Kill, Last Crusade. It was a big, big deal. So exciting. And if there was a poster you'd want, I'd ask, oh, has anyone got that poster yet? Can I have my name written on the back of it? Can I have that poster, please? Did you used to do oh, that? Oh, yeah, all the time, all the time. Wow. And then when the poster was down, I'd get excited and say, oh, wow, I put my name down for that poster. Can I have that? Did you ever get it? Yes. God, yeah. My, my, my bedroom was full of them. Back to the Future, everything, standy, um, you know, cardboard standees. It was, and also you'd see images of Freddy Krueger. You wouldn't watch the film, but you think, God, who's that? Mm. Excited. Was tomorrow's World in oh, That was in Port Slade. It wasn't in Brighton, actually, so oh, it was down okay. the road from Brighton. Uh, yeah, yeah. My friend Mike, you know Mike. Oh yes, I remember he said he worked at a store. Yeah, in the Seven Dials on a Sunday, I'd sort of go in there, go down, and just be sat on his little stool behind the counter watching some Japanese horror. And did you get loads of films to rent from him then? Yeah, I think so. Do you remember yeah. what sort of era it was? What was coming? It was out? always it was always like the Ring and Audition and oh it was god! That so these are the original Japanese ones, not the remakes. Yeah. Wow! Excellent stuff. Yeah. When was that? The Ring. God, that, I reckon so the, the two thousand and two. The remake was two thousand and two, I think. Yeah, mid twenties. Yes, mm. definitely. Yeah. Well, David. It's been lovely. It's been super lovely questions. Absolutely trip on enemy. And it makes me feel quite nostalgic to those blockbuster days, sat there watching five DVDs with granola in my stomach, knowing that I've spent Not four days... lifting a finger. I know, that is bad. Who knows? Maybe after in-between bowls, I did get up and do a bit. I don't think I did anything, really. No, I don't think I you didn't. did. I was living the life of a celebrity. Without being Can cancelled. we get some more Jersey cream milk? Thank you. Literally. And also, really? me thinking in a way I am doing work because I'm kind of like uh, watching... I'm a break. film student, mother. Thank you. Yeah, literally like that, because I'm watching these pretentious indie films, thinking, you know, no, I'm boosting my, my vocab here. David, if someone told you 20 years ago, 25 years ago, do you know in the future you're going to be a film reviewer on a podcast in the top 50 film podcasts in the UK. What would you have said? 
Unfortunately, back then, my ego and expectations were so massive that um, I probably would have been not. I think I, 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 I thought I was on the way to becoming an auteur. Like the next Tarantino. I literally did think. Oh, 100%. I thought I'd be living in LA. I would have thought by now I'd be in rehab because things have gone too well for me. Well, really, you thought you, you thought you were the bee's knees? Oh, the bit. What's above the bee's thighs? Not even the knees. Go higher up the, the anatomy. The bee's knob. Absolutely. The bee's nipples, the bee's neck, the bee's eyebrows. You thought you were the bee's eyebrow? Absolutely. I thought I was going to be some kind of auteur cinematic visionary. Hence me not helping mother with the housework. Sorry, love. I've got a filmography to think about. God, I wonder how many, I wonder how many young men there are that thought they were going to be Tarantino and didn't help their mother with the housework. Too many. Too many. Hence the dust levels were probably very high in the 90s. And we come back round to dust as we spoke about the dust on your cooker at the start. Very the true. Podcast. There's always a full circle there. Without even knowing it, we've created a three-act narrative structure. Stories just built into the human psyche. They really are. Thank you, David. It's all I really missed. I like doing my deep dives, but I really missed this wonderful format that oh, we've created. Oh, ab- absolutely, sir. This Torvald Dean... I have to say, your Chatterbicks um, Torvald Dean interview was a, an absolute um, eardrum love nest. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's one to check out, people. Love nest. The Chatterbicks. Did you like it? Oh, I thought it was great. It was fascinating listening to her chat. She's very down to earth, isn't she? Oh, my God. So down to- Do you know what I loved? She said one Christmas when her pond had frozen over with the family. Did you hear oh, that? Yes. She put her, she put her skates on. Skated on her pond. Incre- I mean, that's almost like a Rupert Bear moment, isn't it? It's incredible. Incredible. On a pond in Heathfield. God, oh my, that would go TikTok crazy now if, if someone had filmed that. Surely that would be on the internet now if that would happen during this era. It'd have gone yeah. viral like anything. David, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for uh, watching and contributing all your com- comments. Yes, thank you they so do much, not people. go unnoticed. Massively appreciate it. Um, Alistair Satchel says, thanks all. Lovely morning. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah. That's lovely. Absolutely thank you, Alistair. So. Yeah, have a good weekend, everyone. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Seal salute. Have a lovely weekend, David. Seal salute. Seal salute, as we always do. I'm off to get my granola. Seal salute, people. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.